0: Puns,
1: puns, <laughs> pun! Believable. It's doing anything with Brian and having to watch him.
0: <laughs> he has a face, right?
1: He well, he has a face. He has a face for sure. But he will steer the entire conversation in the direction of like, this pun like you're being that he
0: sh- sheepdogged over toward a pun.
1: And it will make no sense. you all of a sudden. Why? Well, why your are spidey we sense
0: is going off. Like, <laughs> why is he asking? Why is he avoiding, it's like a game of taboo sometimes where like he wants you to say a particular word. So he's leading you in that way without, without saying the actual word.
1: And it's it's unfair. It's just, it happens to you. You know that it's happening. It's like a slow motion car accident <laughs> where, where no, no one dies, but everyone's still a little upset at the end.
0: It's simultaneously impressive and annoying at the same time. I think that's what makes puns unique. Because people talk about them being the lowest form of humor, and I don't think that's quite fair to puns, because they're, no. they, they, they're difficult, yeah. but they're not funny. <laughs> they're just, they're merely, it's like a party trick. It's like watching somebody balance something, uh, you know, like a, a stack of golf balls or something.
1: But, you know, he has, he has his arsenal, right? Like, he's got his...
0: Well, you've got the standard, right, the standard material. So, if you right. mention... You know, uh, a tree, or you mention eggs, or you mention, you know, whatever. Something, some water. You're Bathroom get a bunch jokes. Of, yeah, you're gonna exactly. You're gonna get a, a bunch of standard stuff.
1: So uh, let's go back to the face for a second. So mm-hmm. he will make the face a good two minutes sometimes. <laughs> before, it's
0: like when uh, like a storm is coming, and the little map pops up in the bottom corner of the screen, oh, and yeah. you know that, like, oh okay, I okay, I, I can tell here Here we go
1: there's there's a pun (laughs) it's it's and then i do enjoy when he jerry seinfelds it right he starts chuckling before (laughs) and then he's upset you know he's upset because he's like hold the laughing i need to get this pun out yes and i mean i think we're we're all we're close enough that he'll demand a do-over sometimes
0: sometimes he'll make us stop back up just to get the setup right.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which is which is which is a little bit like a Harlem Globetrotter situation. Yes. This is not a real game. This no. is we're we're just setting you up for the Atlyoop where, where glitter comes out at the end.
1: Right. So whose fault is that? I think that might be our fault.
0: I think it's probably our fault.
1: Yeah. Alright, next topic.
0: The restaurant Tavola.
1: You mean Tavola? <sighs>
0: So it's spelled T A V O L A. It's an Italian restaurant. So I believe the yeah. uh, the way it's supposed to be said is tavola, but it it probably gets pronounced tavola more often than tavola. By Brian Walsh. By Brian Walsh. <laughs> what do you think about that? Have, do you ever go? Do, have you ever gone there except in the context of us going there for usually some sort of uh, birthday or you know Christmas lunch?
1: No, and I like to think it doesn't exist
0: right. outside it's, of it, what... When- it's funny to like at the risk of this turning into pandemic talk there are so many uh scenarios that i haven't been to now in months that in my mind they still kind of are in stasis like they're sort of there and either they're there and people are still frequenting them and i'm just not going to them or they just are like kind of there in suspended animation and like i'll be able to pick them up again but like that may not be true yeah like, you know what i mean like they might some of these i mean not. this is a little bit of a downer of a topic but <laughs> the restaurant, not all restaurants are going to make it.
1: No, I know. I'm I'm hoping that other people are going. I'm hoping it does exist without us because otherwise I it mean, won't be there when we're back.
0: We discovered a sushi place near us. And I presume it's a regular sushi restaurant. It used to be, but now they're delivery only. And yet every time we go, there's a line out the door of people coming to pick up. Their, it's a Now, it, now it's a pickup only sushi restaurant. And yet it seems to be doing great. Like they seem to be, you know, so I think some places are adapting, but...
1: But then, if Tavla went pickup only, how would they ask you if you had a reservation? Oh
0: my god! Every time we walk in, they ask if they have a reservation. We say no, and, it's and like, then we yeah, get the, the re-
1: same table. We get the same
0: table, and then one time we—I think he did get a reservation. And we got the same table. It's like it's like yeah, it's three people for lunch. Like what well, you've got, a, you know, two thirds of the place is full. You've got plenty of tables.
1: Question for I, you. Do you think they actually write down the reservations?
0: I so I have to confess I've never worked in a restaurant. Like, okay. that seems like a thing that like, that's a, a pretty common job. I've, I've worked retail, but I haven't worked. I have no, I've never been. A, I was a cater waiter in, in college, but I was never like a waiter in a restaurant waiter. So I don't really know what it's like behind the scenes at a restaurant. Uh, but if you told me that they just asked that because like, <laughs> like, some, like the <laughs> owner said you have to ask. And they're like, OK, you got it, boss. I, that it would make just as much sense to me.
1: It's like, you ask them if they have reservations, we get to charge them extra for their asparagus.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. It's, it, there's, some, or there's a tax break that we didn't know about if, it, if they had a reservation or something. But Yeah. Wine? We do not always, but usually order wine because usually we're going there for some celebratory reason. Um, well, said, I, I, like, I
1: think Brian suggests that we get a bottle. Right, it starts out with, "Does anyone want a glass of wine?" And you, right. What he we, means
0: we, is, I would like to have a glass of wine, but I don't really <laughs> want to order one glass because I really want to drink two glasses. I want to
1: drink a cortino.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: And so Eric's going to drink wine today, and then,
0: that's yeah. <laughs> and then and it turns
1: into like I jump in, sure, sure. and then we we, Just we twist because, your arm. Uh,
0: yeah, and so so we end up ordering a bottle, which is fine. And every time I feel like. I'm looking at this wine list. Like, does it matter? Like, are any of these <laughs> like if they if they had the same I, bottle? Like, other than telling red from white, and you know, there are some I don't like and, and do. I I don't have that much of a uh, a read on wine. You know what I mean?
1: So this is nice because this makes me feel like we're there celebrating Brian's birthday because this yeah. would definitely be a tavla conversation right? Yeah. Well, what do we like, want? Do we want the Montepulciano? The Montepulciano
0: <laughs> we always get? Or, or <laughs> yeah. do we want the Chianti? And yeah. really what we're looking at is the the three cheapest bottles, right? Because right. like, right. if it doesn't really matter, it's like, well, I don't really, there's no reason to pay for the bottle that's twice as much as the cheapest bottle. Because there's no way I'm going to like that twice as much. It's true. Right? It's 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 going to be the same.
1: And then there's there's the bread, right? So, in the history of dining out with you guys, there's always this, this bread debate, right? Macron, right. there's, mm-hmm. yes, let's, let's get the bread. Plenty of bread. Let's, let's order the bread. Let's pay per piece for yeah. how much bread we, <laughs> yeah. we consume. Yeah. And then tablets, like, well, if we're having wine, should we just start with the bread?
0: We should just start with the bread.
1: But if we're all getting pizza, is it just a bread course before a bread course?
0: I mean, it's a bread course before a, a, a token appetizer course followed by pizza
1: it's good i really hope they may get through the pandemic because i would love to go back for sort of a yeah meal on the other side
0: that's yes that i'm 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 until it becomes impossible i'm holding out hope for that we the last trip we took before the pandemic was uh last year in february we went to um uh, Palm Springs th- via Los Angeles and then in Los Angeles we took our kids to a couple of the places we spent an extra day there and we went to a few of the places that Jess and I went to years and years ago when we lived there well before children one of which was a, a cafe called Swingers which is relatively famous uh, on Wilshire and it's been there for a long time and then a few months into the pandemic we saw an article about that it after like you know 40 years or something that it had closed permanently because wow. it just couldn't and, and like I'm really glad we were able to go because it's one of those things. It's like, oh, it's a place we used to go to all the time. And then, you know, it closed. And I think that's going to happen to a lot of places, but hopefully not Tavla.
1: Yeah. Hopefully 8th Ave remains strong.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, God, what must it be like? Uh, you know. Restaurant like, row. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: All right. Next topic.
0: Bike rides.
1: Bike rides. So I, I, I think of Brian's Instagram content. Yeah. I mean it's beautiful
0: it is beautiful it's, it's aesthetically enjoyable for sure it's
1: I, I have on occasion rewound his stories to watch it again i wouldn't tell There's, him that i guess i'm telling him now
0: but everyone like like sometimes it's it's good enough that you're like you know what that was good let's watch that again
1: yeah or let's send him a you know clap emoji mm-hmm. let's, let's give him some applause
0: some hard eyes
1: But um, it makes me think of the other category, which, again, not to make everything COVID-related, is now defunct, the travel, uh, like, monorail footage.
0: Yeah, the, like, hyperlapse of the the airport. Um, Yes, which is a
1: close competitor to, you know, P-Town bike rides, Mm -hmm. fall foliage. Mm Mm-hmm. West side highway,
0: you know, when everything's in quarantine, you kind of miss, you miss some of the categories, right? Like, like you said, it's like, you got the, you got the bike rides, but then, uh, you've also got travel footage that we just don't have as much of.
1: So let me ask you how, what, what are your thoughts on bike ride to Instagram content? Do you think that he's ever had a bike ride Inspired by the fact that he'd like to story it?
0: Oh, that's a very good question. I bet he's been on vacation and kind of been uh, debating whether or not to go on a bike ride and said, you know what? If I do go on a bike ride, I can Instagram it. And so it's not like that's the exclusively the motivating factor, but I think it's definitely tipped the scales in favor of, yeah, why not? I might as well go on a bike ride because I can get some good content out of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. But you know what? It works because... Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't mean anything. No, I I appreciate it. I'm glad he does it.
1: Okay, next topic.
0: RuPaul's Drag Race.
1: I've never, have you seen it?
0: Not once. Well, I've, I've, I've probably seen, I've seen clips, but I've, I've never like watched ads. an episode. I've okay. seen
1: ads for it. And so this,
0: this is a perfect next topic topic, by the way, because it's something neither of us knows much about, but we are nevertheless going to proceed and, and speak authoritatively about oh, our yeah. individual experience with regard to this, this item.
1: This makes me feel powerful. This is yeah. just like, this, this is, is like what it's
0: like being a white man.
1: <laughs> or yeah white man or or morning show anchor
0: and if you if you infuse what you're saying with enough confidence then everyone will just be like i oh, i guess that's how it is
1: so i've always felt that way about um body language like if you walk with purpose no one will stop you
0: i, I think that's true
1: and i used to use that philosophy to to cut out of school early in high school
0: oh really <laughs>
1: <laughs> where it's like if you, as long as you look like you know where you're going they're n- they're not going to ask you
0: like, what, like, why would she be walking like that if, she, if, she, if it wasn't officially sanctioned?
1: She would look like she was sneaking. She's not sneaking.
0: She's not sneaking. Look, that's not how a sneaker walks.
1: Yeah. There
0: you go. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Does Brian, so of, does
1: Brian call them tennis shoes, by the way?
0: What did you call them growing up? Sneakers. Sneakers. That's neat. That's the way you say it in this part of the country. I love <laughs> the term sneakers compared... Because we said tennis shoes. That's, what, that's how, like, people in Oklahoma... Or at least that's how my parents called them. So, tennis shoes were a generic term for what we would call sneakers. So... Speaking of walking, RuPaul's drag race.
1: Right. I so I've never seen it. Um, but I think every time he brings it up, I, I sort of wanna watch it.
0: It sounds interesting. I don't and know. The enthusiasm that I, he talks about it with.
1: Yes, and it's an event, right? I mean Yeah, like would, like
0: any kind of competition show where you're like you want to see who makes it and how well people perform.
1: No, I mean it's an event for Brian in the sense where we say, "Well, what do you what do you got going on the next couple of days?" and he'll throw in an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race as on the
0: a- on the agenda.
1: Right, because yeah. oh, you know, Tim and I are both going to be home um by whatever time or we have snacks for or someone's coming over to watch mm-hmm. or hey guys, I need to go because this right, is so going to be Right, so anything that
0: anything that can command that amount that amount of planning must be worth it it must be like it must be like um it must pay off to to put because and it's also not like oh i'm looking forward to this one thing maybe it will maybe it won't be great it's like no this is a routine thing that they watch and it's routinely listed as like a um one of their favorite things to watch yeah and yet i don't like i said i've never seen a i've seen clips i think and the clips i've seen are interesting but i don't get it you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I haven't seen yeah. enough to under to really have it resonate in the same way it resonates with them.
1: Well, I it also it gives me very um America's Next Top Model vibes, which I used to watch years and years and years ago and enjoyed like the challenges. Um but I I'm mostly jealous that Brian and Tim have this show to look forward to because mm-hmm. I don't think I have one right now.
0: You don't have any shows that you're like uh, no. are you, do you have anything you're binging no what's the last one that you can remember i mean part of this is just a function of you know new baby but like
1: i mean new baby in a sense like when i'm watching something what did i even see I, I or do i have the remote as he falls asleep on me
0: right so it's like uh, fine uh mm. you know it's like it, it, so nevertheless you you end up with uh, in a situation where like you are in a current like a tv desert for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So one speaking of, of, of television shows, a, a show that uh, ranks almost as high as RuPaul's Drag Race uh, among Brian, Brian and Brian and Tim, is Schitt's Creek on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, because Brian and Tim talked me into watching it.
0: So he, for years and years, he, or he was saying, you've got to watch this, you've got to watch this. And I resisted for two reasons. One is I just didn't get to it. And the other is I have this sort of pathological aversion to doing something someone else recommends. I always have, like my parents would recommend like things they knew I would enjoy. And I'd be like, ugh, if mom likes it, it must be lame. And then of course I would pick it up a few months later. It could be a book or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, this is great. And it's like, yeah, cause she, cause she recommended something she knew you would like. Like they tried to get me to watch Star Wars. And I was like, ugh, no, Star Wars, who likes that? Until I discovered <laughs> it myself, right? Well, so that's why I we're
1: friends, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? What do you mean?
1: Well, how long have you been telling me to watch 30 Rock for?
0: Oh, sure. Well, okay, but your aversion to comedy in general is
1: Whoa. is
0: is is, is I, I I would call a, a similar pathology, but it's your 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 version of this. It's
1: my version.
0: It's yeah. your of your aversion. It's uh Yeah. <laughs> it's well, so nevertheless Well,
1: no. Well, well, Harry Potter is a great example. So everyone I-
0: So wait, so you you've never read Harry Potter, right? Me neither. For this because my reason. brother,
1: because my brother was such a big fan, and I was like, okay, well, right.
0: if so he once, likes it." If he likes it, I, I probably and I, you know, what? it might be great. I've read I the only Harry Potter I've read is the first chapter of the first book, which I read out loud to the kids. But it took so long because we did this like a year ago or two years ago, and like so, their attention spans were just enough that we could barely make it through the first chapter. And it was good; it was very good and entertaining. And and I I wanted to know what happened, but we just never. It was such an it was such a production to get yeah. everyone to sit down. That we just never did it again. So maybe we'll do it in the future. But at this stage, it's a little bit like it's it's too strong to call it a badge of honor because <laughs> that's stupid. But like I I'm one of the few people who's never watched um uh, or never watched who's hasn't read or watched any Harry Potter related stuff and same whatever um, yeah. So I did watch Shits Creek, or we just started watching it, and it's a perfect pandemic watch because it's the plot the plot is relatively lightweight. And really, you're just watching these characters. You're just watching these really interesting characters be themselves in various permutations.
1: Well, so that's how I got here was I think Brian and I were chatting in April, back when we thought the pandemic was going to be done in June.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he gave me the advice of, oh, I know you're not really into comedy, but I just I think you might need it right now, mm. oh, given
0: interesting. everything it's that's like, going it, on. It's like he's detecting that you're going to be like low on vitamin C.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it was, it was more of like, here's this medicine that I think you can take yeah. in a preventative way.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. That's very funny.
1: And yeah, I, you know, I had it on and there was no pressure. Eric, you know, I'm a big true crime fan like yeah. a, or just right. crime. Any, any type of murder is, yeah. is usually my genre. So I,
0: I think of it as all the shows on Netflix. I'm never going to watch. I think of the Marisha section.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. I like it. hmm. So for me, it was this really, really different way to watch TV where I didn't have to worry about potentially missing something. Right. And I feel like my body relaxed as I watched it. It's
0: very relaxing, right. Because somebody once pointed out that it shares a certain amount of DNA with cringe comedy, like things like The Office or whatever, where yeah. you have these tense situations that are funny, but they're also kind of, they're tense, right? Because of the social awkwardness or whatever's happening. But he said, the difference is, unlike most cringe comedies, you have these kind of cringe-inducing characters that just kind of keep being allowed within the world, like like Michael Scott on The Office, to keep causing cringe scenarios. Here in this world, they have to kind of live with the results of their own cringe. Cringing, it, there's there's a sort of like karmic justice built into the way the the show works, that is um, unique to the show, and I thought that's an interesting take because it's like, oh yeah, these characters are it's a fish out of water story, but they actually like perceive the the um, effects of being the fish out of water,
1: and and then you also get the added benefit of being able to learn or being able to say. David, so many times. Oh, my God. David. 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 Can you do
0: a Moira Rose impression? Because we keep trying and not getting it. We can't figure out what she does that makes, that, where she says things in such a strange way.
1: No. No. I, I like, I'm not do even you, Do you try?
0: You don't try. Okay. No, I, I, every just, once in a while I just, Jess and I will David. try. Yeah, you, David. David. Yeah.
1: David. David. <laughs> David.
0: Yeah, it's really, really good. It's, um, I'm
1: so happy they named him David. So that we could have that, because I don't yeah. think it would it would work or be as satisfying with any other name.
0: I, I have to say, like a lot of what makes that show work is that it is it got an internal consistency. Like the names are good, the choice of places, the consistent tone, the nature of the um, plot points, and so on. It's it's clearly of a piece. It's like you know, there's there's a there's a, a, a steady hand driving that show.
1: And you know what's interesting, so cringe comedy, it makes me think of the other uh, TV show that Brian and I, I don't know if he necessarily put me on it or if we watched, we encouraged each other to watch it with Succession. I know you haven't seen uh, that. I
0: haven't seen it, no. But I, I, I already know that would be hard for me to watch for that's that reason.
1: Cr- right, so that's cringe in a whole nother way. But it's
0: cringe drama.
1: Oh, it's like, yeah. It's yeah. like, you know... I'm sure it's
0: great. It just, like, I've seen clips and I'm like, oh my God, I can't imagine. I'd just be like a ball of tension.
1: It is... It, it, it's a hate watch, right? Yeah. Like pe-
0: I mean, that's, it, and if you're saying that and you have such an, an I love it. i
1: like, punish me, punish me. Uh,
0: well, you just have an appetite for it. it, it to me, your, your uh, interest in true crime in succession is like somebody who loves spicy food.
1: And oh, I'm yeah. somebody
0: who's like, oh no, the Tabasco on the side, please. And yeah. you're, meanwhile, you're like, I grow my own ghost peppers at home.
1: It's like you assault know? me. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> right. much. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's um it's just a, a singular taste, you know. I I've, uh, I've I've worked on this for a while. I think I've been watching just really really morbid. I I started with reading the Hardy Boys, which I think Brian also read.
0: You I also my I I read my father's Hardy Boys when I, I was a kid. I loved
1: the Hardy Boys. I had
0: no idea you read the Hardy Boys. Yeah, How because, did you read the Hardy Boys?
1: Well, I didn't like the girl equivalent. Nancy Drew? Yes, Nancy Drew was annoying. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it was one of those stories where you wonder how this will happen for kids. Cause now it's, I guess it's all Amazon reviews, but I, it was a librarian who said to mm. me, well, maybe you'll like the Hardy boys. Okay. And after that, I think I worked my way through the entire mystery section of my school's library. I just,
0: I, I, I think that's one of those where it's, uh, it needs, it needs to be that the, the kid at the right age finds yeah. that material at the right time. Because yeah. if you're too, I remember trying to read them when I was too young and they were just over my head it was just I was just trying to get into material that was too complex and then I loved them when I loved them and then of course I've, I've read them since and they're they're bonkers like there's <laughs> they're just have, have you read any of them as no. an, I highly recommend that you somehow like look it up online or I don't know buy it for five bucks off Amazon and just read one that you remember like you remember the cover art or whatever yeah it is bonkers because it's like if it's one of the original ones it's like 60s era tropes they're all formulaic they're all absolutely formulaic the the dialogue is is just crazy i mean it was weird for my dad says it was weird for him reading them in the 60s and wow. it was just like like he remembers them being being strange even then but yeah i can't i can't believe that's like they're these sort of like anachronisms that are carrying forward
1: well i mean it has have they aged as well as Goosebumps? <laughs>
0: did you re- was Goose- goosebumps was a big deal for you right yeah yeah i you know I remember... slimy
1: textured cover that yeah was... exactly
0: um i don't know it's funny i should get like a goosebumps I, no i was gonna say i should get a goosebumps for jack but like for him it'd be too scary emmy would like yeah. it she, for she, <laughs> she she would she would love it it's uh she has much more of an interest in in drama uh than than he does next topic 40th birthdays
1: you mean the anniversary of the thirty ninth? Yeah, thirty ninth part two. 39th plus ninth plus one.
0: Yeah. Are you um, sensitive to milestone birthdays? Because the stereotype is over the hill. Oh no, I'm getting old. People, uh, I'm turning thirty nine, and some people like I had a teacher, uh, my my orchestra teacher, who was who was an, he was old. He was like in his seventies back in the nineties, and. He was really sensitive about his age. He was a really cool guy, otherwise, but like, he wouldn't tell anyone his age. And he was like, if you tried to find out, he was like, real, like, s- seriously sensitive about it. And I remember thinking that was crazy as a kid. But I, you know, I guess I kind of understand it now.
1: Yeah, I, I've known I've known a few people like that where, just don't ask. Right. Don't even or if the conversation seems to be heading in the direction of everybody sharing their ages. They sort of see their way. They clam it. up. Yeah. Um, I was
0: that way in my twenties, but for the opposite direction. Like, I didn't want people to think I was, like, too young to take seriously.
1: Yeah, that, I mean that. I mean that's mostly in the workplace, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like in the office or something.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that was. Um, I had an I had an issue with that. But 40th birthdays. I don't know. I think 40 is the big celebration now. Like, to me.
0: Right, right it's like an accomplishment.
1: Yeah, I think it's fun. I th- I think um, for women, I think it used to be one that you totally hid mm. for a really long time. And now everybody's just really, now it's like flirty and 40. I think that's okay.
0: The... Well, obviously, I don't know when this happened, but in the past, I don't know, in our lifetime, it seems as if general health and fitness of people in middle, mid, mid-age mid and then like your, your older years has changed. Where it used to be that like there was this standard kind of mid-century path of like, You know, between 40 and 65 is when you go become an old person and then you just sit around in your retirement, right? And now it's like, you know, let's hit the gym. Let's, let's, uh, you know, be, let's be an active older person.
1: Well, now Um, it's J-Lo and Shakira at the Super Bowl. Exactly. Right? Exactly.
0: So you have J-Lo and Shakira representing and you're like, wait, they're how old? And it's like, oh, they just kind of frozen in time. They've just sort of like, and they're still, they look, I mean, they don't look, Young in the same way, but they they look great and they're and they're still in the cultural you know uh, uh, landscape.
1: Yeah, I think um, everybody, for as a whole, I think society we just like look better
0: longer, right? Yeah. So what that, is that uh, that is allows just...
1: us. Is it right? Is it plastic surgery? Is it?
0: I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. Is uh, it washing your a...
1: face with cold water, like Pharrell uh, suggests? Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think part of it is. I don't know what you call this, but it's sort of like this idea of expectations, where it's like, um, oh, I don't know. I remember that study where they like took a bunch of um, uh, people, like uh, who had been in a nursing home or something, you know, el- more elderly people, and they said, okay, so we're gonna put you in this environment, and we're gonna play music from your youth. And it's going to be decorated like you remember from like your your like you know your 30s or whatever, and you 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 can you know there's handrails and stuff, but you're not allowed to use your cane and whatever. They created this kind of artificial environment meant to encourage them to think of themselves as younger, and it turned out to be surprisingly effective. Like they saw like an across-the-board improvement in their physical health and their like mental acuity, and it was just this kind of feedback loop of like you get, you know, you act the way you're treated sometimes, right? Yeah. So it's like, or you can find kids, if you treat them like they're smart, they'll actually act smart. If you treat them like they're dumb, they'll act dumber, you know? So whatever, like, we're human animals. We have these kind of, like, mirror responses. And so I think that's 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 kind of the same thing here, where it's like, if you see a bunch of Shakira's and JLos, you're like, yeah. well, I guess that's what you do when you're 50. So I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I
1: and there's... um there's there's this longer leeway, or or I would say this, uh, we're given uh, license to do things later, and I think that has a lot. to Oh, that's to... interesting. So people, I mean, it's it's very common for people to be married later, have kids right. later, right? You know, um, switch careers,
0: right? Go or go right. back used to, to be, school, right? So now, if you if somebody if if somebody came in and was like, oh, I um. Uh, okay, so it was a plot point in Friends when Chandler uh, got an internship when he wanted to change careers, right? And th- and it was played for last, right? Because he's this intern among a bunch of other like 20-somethings. And while that might be a little unusual today, I don't think anyone would really um, second guess it too much, right? It would just be like, oh, whatever. Yeah, that's just the, you know, that's somebody who's changing careers.
1: So basically what we're saying is, while well, we haven't made a ton of progress in, you know, feminism and racism ageism is going away uh
0: i think we've solved the problem is how i would put it it's it's no longer it's 100 percent solved thanks to jlo
1: yes all right cool well we give her that as the win yeah yeah so what is it like an eight pack and then you're good
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i think it's you need two packs for every decade so for a 10 pack now and that's how you know that she's fit yeah. So you and I are both yet to be forty. Yeah. Right. Did you feel, um, did you feel anything when you turned thirty?
1: I felt like there were there was a bunch of things that I'd like to have ticked off my list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In I, your
0: thirties, you mean? Yeah.
1: At twenty nine, my 29th yeah. birthday, I made a list of like, hey, it'd be great if I could accomplish all of this before I'm thirty. Okay. And that's
0: that's, and a, that's, that's a I pretty organized way of of, uh, uh, of thinking about it. Like well, I list. feel like
1: milestone birthdays are also, you know, in some weird way, like deadlines you can set for yourself.
0: In the same way that deadlines are artificial, but they're nevertheless useful sometimes.
1: Yeah. Keeps, you know, keeps you getting passport stamps and spending money on things that you would uh, otherwise avoid.
0: How do you anticipate um, enjoying your 40th? Do you think it will be something that you uh, feel neutral toward? or Are you going to have a strong positive or negative reaction to it?
1: So I actually had, so I, this was my 35th this year and
0: Congratulations.
1: I had, thank you. I had planned on celebrating 35 because I, I felt like people, you know, 30s are awesome. And why do you yeah. have to wait 30 to 40 to, to celebrate? To celebrate. And, so right, i
0: you're had, like <laughs> 30s is when you finally feel like a person, right? Like, and I, I think 30s are undersold to the younger generation because it's like, oh, your teenage years or your college years or what, your, your 20s. And it's like, yeah, those are all fine. But a lot of that's like figuring out what, like, who you are. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of um, insecurity or uh, uncertainty, at least in retrospect. And, and then you get into your 30s and you're like, okay, well, I've been around long enough that what I've got is what I've got. And so it's kind of a decade of like recognizing who you are. And just being like, hopefully just being that person and being, yeah. a, hopefully being a good version of whatever you, whatever that is.
1: Well, there's also that concept, you know, three of us talk about this a lot of your forever age. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if your forever age is, is late twenties or mid thirties, then as you, you eat, you feel yourself even more and, and it's easier to celebrate, right? right I think those early with- ones
0: who you are as a person.
1: Exactly. I mean, if you look for for girls, there's like the sweet 16, right? That's sort of the big, the first big milestone birthday, depending on, you know, if you grew up in the MTV sweet Six, my super sweet 16 uh, era or not. Um, and it's terrifying, right? You might mm-hmm. have braces. <laughs> this is your You're first...
0: sixteen.
1: You, 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 all these boys are coming. Are we supposed to all dance? To, like there's all these yeah, questions like, you have, right? And right. then 21 okay, do I, am I doing the whole getting drunk off my face? Do I have to? Is this a big deal? Am I,
0: right. what, am I what missing else? something if I don't? Right. Yeah. So
1: all of these you know, early milestone birthdays are sort of um, guessing games. And I think by yeah. the time you get to the 30, 35, as I'd like to create 40, you know exactly what you want to do, how you want to do it, who you want to be there, and, and what fun looks like for you. It's not someone else's idea of fun. It's I think that's
0: yeah right, and I think that's a big part of what it means to develop as a person is to figure out what your idea of fill in the blank is.
1: Right. So, what do you think um, you'll do for your fortieth?
0: That's a really good question. I remember asking this of Brian last year, maybe yeah. pre-pandemic, and he said something like, "Oh, you know, I don't, I don't know that I'll do anything huge, or you know." um, And then the pandemic hits, and it's like, all right, let's change all our plans. Yeah. But my first reaction to that is, well, nothing. Because, like, that's kind of my general reaction to most of these, like, things is, like, I don't really want to be the center of attention. Um, But then it's a little bit like, okay, fine, but what is your version of it? So, I don't know. I could see taking a trip that i would i've wanted to take um you know like uh you know maybe jess and i go somewhere i think okay so if i had to just like pick something right now i would say jess and i going on a trip like like on a child child free vacation okay. because she and i have not unlike you who we look to as a as our sort of um uh subject matter expert when it comes to traveling we haven't done a lot of traveling and that's partly just because we don't enjoy it the same way you really seek it out but I think us looking at you guys traveling and seeing, seeing your success has been inspirational legitimately in, in the sense of like, oh, cool. This is like them. This is like watching somebody shape a vacation, not to be like what the Instagram vacation is, but like what a real, you know, what what a what they want it to be. What, and so we've tried to um, do a little bit more of that. And, and But when I look back at my history of like traveling, especially with Jess, it was like the same things you were talking about as like a sweet 16 where you're mm-hmm. like, don't quite know what to do. Are we doing that this was, right? That was us. Exactly. That was us traveling in our twenties where it's yeah. like, we don't really know what we do and don't like. And so we're just trying to do someone else's version of it as an experiment almost. But then that means it's a little hit and miss and you like some things and you don't like other things and, and so on. And now I feel like upon reflection, like I have a better sense of what I would actually like. So I would say like right now, Pick somewhere, you know, warm and sandy and culturally interesting. And Jess and I would go spend some time there and have an itinerary that is the right amount of like relaxation and like stuff to do. How about yeah. yourself?
1: Uh, yeah, travel's always a, you know, a
0: big component. I'd be shocked of... if yours wasn't travel of some kind. And yet it... you've done so much of it. Not to say that like you've traveled everywhere there is to travel, but you've traveled a lot of places. So I would imagine you've checked a lot of boxes that might otherwise be on a person's list.
1: Yeah. I think I, I would turn it into, um, I like, a, our, our, our new favorite thing to do is to, to build a trip around a certain experience, right? So for us going to Sweden was seeing the Northern lights, right. um, and doing what we call like our first cold weather adventure trip, right? So
0: we were, <laughs> we were
1: snowshoeing, which, was, which and, was successful. Yeah, it was great. Um, but then it, it's more of a check because it's not only visiting the place and, and eating the food and seeing the sights, but it's, it's doing something that we can't do here.
0: Right. You've got home. a sort of, um, it's almost like an anchor. You've got this like one thing, Northern Lights or whatever it is, yeah. um, around which you can put like, like you said, the food and the, and the, the things that might exist in every place in their own way. Um, right. But then, it, then there's this kind of unique element to it.
1: So, but, is there um, something
0: on your list that that's kind of like Northern Lights that um, you, you've always been interested in?
1: So, I really like volcanoes.
0: <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Next
0: topic is volcanoes.
1: <laughs> I really like volcanoes. I'd love to. I'd love to. You know, do something with a active volcano.
0: So, did you not do any volcano content when you were in Hawaii?
1: uh no it was a big family trip you know it was for right me. it was my my dad's birthday and my brother so came. that's gonna
0: fill up the schedule
1: yeah and then um i'm inevitably i'm the, I'm the planner and i and volcanoes was only on my list um hmm. whereas things you like,
0: didn't you weren't able to convince everyone hey let's go do some let's go visit the volcano
1: i didn't want to convince everyone okay you know it was one it's of like those.
0: it's like just a personal thing
1: yeah I wanted to, I wanted, I was, I was very um, focused on having the trip be everything to everyone. It's one of the reasons I don't like to do group trips.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Your general uh, rule of not traveling with others. Yeah. What has been a life changer for us. The idea that like we can travel at at the same time as somebody. We can travel, you know, uh, somewhat in concert. That's different than traveling with somebody else. I think that's a. I think that's a very. Um, uh, what do you want to call it? It, it? it creates a sense of independence as a rule.
1: Oh, and independence in travel is is mandatory. Otherwise, it's miserable.
0: Yeah, and I. Otherwise, think my, you might as well
1: be home, right? Right. I think
0: my assumption that that travel also means sort of subordination to somebody else's or the group's collective preferences is part of what's made me travel resistant in the past.
1: Fair, very fair. So bringing you back to 40th birthdays for a second. Yes. And in my need to make everything on this podcast about COVID and yes. pandemic. That's right. I I'm kind of excited for all of the... Uh, non milestone big activities that are going to come up in the next two years, right? So I, I envision celebrating a lot of thirty thirty second birthdays and uh, second anniversaries, or you know, fourth birthdays for kids. I just I, there we've created all of these standard. Oh, okay, so there's the fortieth, the fiftieth, the the wedding, and a lot of this has just kind of disappeared this year for the mm. most part, especially you, if it was... Because
0: either you can't do it or you have to shelve it or postpone it or whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know in the beginning um, there was nothing, right? Like, if you had an event that was supposed to uh, right, happen just, in just April, May, you just canceled. Um, and now people are doing sort of socially distant versions or, or quieter versions, lighter versions. Right. But,
0: Targeted I mean, bubble. there
1: <laughs> there will be a resurgence, right? Where Are I you mean,
0: imagining, like, post-quarantine, post-vaccine or just, like... Amid the quarantine, people are going to find ways of doing it.
1: No, I'm I'm talking about. I think there's going to be this let's post-vaccine new lease on life. Let's go oh, to the yeah. biggest party I, I agree. and I not think we wait. Will,
0: yes. Yeah. I think there will be a change in perspective in lots of ways. But like I, I, that's a I hadn't thought about this one. I think that's an interesting point. Like the willingness to celebrate something will will have fresh eyes because it's like hey we spent a year or more not being able to do, celebrate these things
1: yeah and um i think i'm one of those people that uh, rsvps yes and then like an hour before starts having like the dread
0: <laughs> for like, what? For everything?
1: For uh, yeah, for everything. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I'll enjoy it while I'm there, and I'll enjoy yeah. it afterwards. But right before, I'm thinking, well, why didn't so I just? Regardless of what it
0: is, it's not about it's not about the thing or how far out it is. It's literally just the. It's like stage fright.
1: It's um, it's the if I'm home, going back out, yeah, I'm I'm good to do the transitional stuff. Like if we're, if I'm out, I'm out. If I'm out, right. I'm out all night. Fine. But it's the idea of going home, taking out the outside, taking off your outside shell and then needing uh-huh. to like stick your arm back well, in and head so Speaking
0: out. of your outside shell, somebody pointed out that like we we've done so little in-person socializing. It's almost like those muscles are going to be atrophied. Oh, so for sure. When and, and they were basically cautioning like, so when you ha- after let's imagine there's a vaccine, like don't go jump back into your old routine. Like you need to kind of warm up to social activities again
1: but right? at the same time i'm willing to go to las vegas which i never thought i would say after wait what know. i i'm like i want to i want to go to a club i <laughs>
0: want to go to a club <laughs>
1: i want to like you're, st- I wanna, you're
0: so under stimulated that you i want to
1: dance you with you want, five like, thousand strangers of
0: a of five thousand strangers in a club yeah
1: yeah Maybe not wow. every night, but that, I, that
0: is that is truly a reflection on your state, uh, your your on how your pandemic is going.
1: Oh my god, I'm all levels of messed up right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough to have a new a, a young a young baby, much less in the amidst a pandemic.
1: So. maybe it's the baby that makes me want to go to a club. Maybe it's not the pandemic. A baby maybe.
0: makes everybody crazy in their own way, uh, at least in my experience.
1: But I did say to Brian, "I'm really looking forward to," and I think what I texted him was next year. But it, who knows if it's next year? <laughs> um, but for the for the the rescheduled the 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 proper
0: the next birthday, available
1: the next birth, available birthday celebration. Yeah, um, because one he throws a good party. True. Right. It doesn't matter what it is if it's like fire pit in Brooklyn um
0: that was one of the topics
1: Uh oh, or if it's <laughs> ga- or if it's a game night yeah is that, is that another topic um maybe um but or if it's just you know the three of us grabbing like culture coffees like it's always he he's he's a good
0: just go ahead and c- c- put culture cookies off the list
1: <laughs> <laughs> he he's a convener right like he gets yeah. people together and it doesn't really matter you you go to happy hour with brian and like 50 random people from your company and he gets everyone together and you have a really good time so selfishly I want everything to be back and I want him to to have a party so
0: that that we can can all go and celebrate
1: celebrate Brian Walsh exactly
0: happy birthday Brian
1: happy birthday we'll give you a hug in 2024
0: (laughs) (laughs) that seems about right
1: this was fun next topic